0: Welcome to the New York City Parks COVID or History Project podcast. Our subject is the history of the COVID-19 pandemic and the response and activities of New York City Parks. Our hosts are Diana Baker and Kevin Fitzpatrick. This is episode number 12 New York City Parks Today with Commissioner Sue Donahue.
1: Welcome. We are back in beautiful Williamsburg, Brooklyn at the McCarran Park Play Center. And for the past 11 episodes of our podcast, we have had interviews from across NYC Parks recorded last year during the COVID-19 Oral History Project. But today we have a special episode. Uh, Diana, welcome. Hello. And who do we have with us today?
2: We have Commissioner Sue Donahue with us today. Welcome
3: to McCarran Play Center. Thank you so much, Diana and Kevin. I'm so pleased to be here.
1: Well, it was really great to have you come in because we did interview last year during the project, but we thought, why not have a special episode to wrap things up?
2: So you've been here to the center before, is that correct?
3: I have been here many times, Diana, and interestingly enough, prior to being commissioner, I worked for the Parks Department in the Bloomberg administration, and this was one of the projects that I worked on. I oversaw Plan YC, um, the uh, Mayor Bloomberg Sustainability Initiative. And this was one of the regional parks projects. This is one of the um, renovations that we did as part of Plan YC. I'm very familiar and absolutely love McCarran.
2: Yeah, we love McCarran too. I love it so much.
3: Um, are you? So, are you a big fan of podcasts? I am actually. I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I am one of those strange people that I go out for runs and instead of listening to music to inspire my run, I actually listen to podcasts. It's where I get caught up on things that I want to hear and listen to.
1: And you've been so supportive of our show. Is there any any episodes that kind of stuck with you?
3: Absolutely. Um, there's quite a few, Kevin, that have stuck with me. I really enjoyed the one about public service. Um, I think it big Obviously, because it's something that's so near and dear to my heart. Um, and the whole, you know, idea of hugging a tree and all that um really stuck with me. But all have all of them I've found fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so important that we hear Parky's voices and that we hear about people's experience directly um through the pandemic. So I found every episode to just be really compelling and just great to build that sense of, you know, what we were all, all went through and have people understand it broadly and hear from their colleagues.
1: Could you tell our listeners how you came to Parks?
3: Yes, absolutely. So, um, interestingly enough, I um, worked in my early career on Wall Street um, in the financial services sector. And then in between child number two and number three, I decided I really needed to make a change And um, I went back to graduate school and got a master's in public administration from NYU. And when I was getting towards the end of that program, as you do, you're talking to people, you're networking. I met someone at City Hall, uh, was introduced through my program to someone at City Hall. um, And the person I was meeting with said, you know, I don't have anything right now, but the mayor is about to announce this um, big new initiative. And it was Plan YC. And they were looking for someone to oversee that at the Parks Department. So I was hired to come in and oversee Plan YC at parks, which was a massive initiative um, for the agency, $1.1 billion capital project, um, and an initiative to really enhance the resiliency of the city. So um, I came in and oversaw that, and it was the Million Trees campaign and school yards to playgrounds and renovating eight regional parks, like McCarran, where we're sitting now. Um so it was a wonderful way to come in and really um learn about the agency and have an impact. Nice. So uh this time of year
2: I'm definitely in the garden and I'm wondering um do you garden or like are you an outdoorsy kind of girl? Like what do you do to get your outdoor fix? <laughs>
3: I am Diana such an outdoorsy person. I grew up in a small town in Massachusetts, so My childhood was about, you know, being outdoors and running outdoors from, you know, first thing in the morning until my mom had to, you know, kind of claws back into the house at dinner time. I'm used to um, being very active and outdoors. I'm a runner. um, So I try and run at least three or four days a week. I do the loop in Prospect Park. Um, It is absolutely what helps me to stay sane and deal with my stress is getting outdoors, running um, being outside and in nature. so um, I like, absolutely love any opportunity to be outside.
1: I know that your your background is before Mayor Adams tapped you to become the parks commissioner in February last year, you were at Prospect Park uh, running the alliance for almost ten years. What was the park like during the pandemic?
3: Um, Prospect Park was similar to um you know what we've heard in this podcast and other parks. Um, It was um, the place where people could come to escape, um, to feel safe, to feel secure. Um, It was the only place where people could gather safely outside, be outside of their house, be with their family, be still able to connect. Um, It was incredibly important to uh, the community during the pandemic.
2: Is there, uh, so is there any one story that, um, speaks to you about the changes that have taken place since the pandemic?
3: Yes, absolutely, Diana. I mean, um, you know, from my experience in Prospect Park, we saw just how vital the parks were during that time and people using every single inch of the park. I can't tell you how many people said to me they experienced parks and trails, um, Uh, through the park that they had never seen before, that they had never gone into before. And we saw that. We saw people deep in the woods in the park, um, sitting on a rock, reading a book, um, just to have that time outdoors, to have that time in nature, um, and to feel, you know, safe and that they could breathe again. Um, And there are so many instances. I mean, what was amazing about our parks during that time, and certainly in Prospect Park, um, every unemployed artist and musician all of a sudden took up um, locations in the park. It was wonderful. The first time I saw, you know, people started using Venmo. They had full on concerts. We had comedy shows in our parks that, you know, <laughs> were advertised that my kids knew about, that it went to. Um, you saw, you know, the violin lesson all of a sudden happened outside, all people's exercise camps. Um, basically anything that was trying to take place indoors that no longer could moved outside during that period. And our parks became the place for people to gather and to do that safely um, and to be able to be with friends, still have those family reunions. Our parks have always been that, have always been a place where people could gather and so important for events, but it became all the more so during the pandemic. It became that place Um, That, you know, kind of one place that was safe for people to come together and, you know, more important than ever.
1: Many of the parkies we interviewed spoke to that exactly and how it impacted from that era. Do you think it changed parks at all?
3: I think um, I said this, Kevin, what is interesting is in a weird way, I feel like the pandemic um, had some positive impacts in that it helped raise people's awareness of the importance of parks um it, it you know in the past people may have taken their local park for granted Maybe maybe thought you know it was something that was just there but it it changed from um being just a nice to have to being an absolute necessity and um the people's appreciation for their parks and open space in new york city i think increased exponentially during that time. And that's a good thing. We need people to really understand and value and appreciate our parks. They are incredibly important aspects to quality of life in New York City. And so that increased awareness, that increased appreciation for what parks do to enhance the livability of New York um, is critically important. And, And COVID brought that. And you know, we have really tried to continue to build on that momentum, to really remind people your parks were there for you during the pandemic. You need to continue to support and steward them and appreciate them because they are incredibly vital to people's quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Yeah, like one of the things that happened, I live in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so it, one of the things that happened on my block during the pandemic, we had uh all of a sudden we had these jazz concerts, right? We right. Had like Mike Stern, Laney Stern, who I would never have been able to see live, you know, two doors down from my house. It was insane. Um, so would you, like, what would you say are, are there any upsides to the pandemic?
3: Yes, absolutely. One, it gave people, uh, allowed people to continue to have a forum for that kind of entertainment that kind of community gathering, I mean, we know we had to do it safely. People were in mass. People had to be sp- spread out. Um, but it it brought people together in a safe space in our parks. Um, it helped to um, continue to build community. I have no doubt that it helped, um, you know, parents' sanity to have a place that their kids could go outside and run around. I mean, think about it. Everything moved to zoom Uh, classes were on zoom and um little kids you know all day in front of a computer um our parks provided an outlet from that Uh, our parks provided a place where kids and families could get outdoors at the end of the day could get away from those screens could run around and still have time to um, be together with you know have their reunions be together with friends and neighbors in a place that felt safe and um, be outdoors in, in in nature, which was so important.
1: Is there a, is there a difference in parks in your second year? Is there any in changes you see in the agency?
3: You know, I think that there has been, um, it's been an interesting evolution to see, I think not just in parks, but citywide, what it means to recover, what it means to come out of this period. I feel like, for our events that we do, um, for gatherings that we have, whether they be with staff, whether they be um, some of the events we have in parks, I feel like people still are approaching those with such a zest and enthusiasm. There is still an appreciation for, oh my gosh, we can all be here together. Uh, we can celebrate together. We can have this time together. I, you know, I so love, say, our employee of the month gatherings that we have at the Arsenal and, you know, people coming together in that space and enjoying breakfast, there is still a palpable sense of, isn't this great that we can do this again? And, you know, I've really, you know, we got so used to doing everything, you know, on screen or um, having all of our meetings that way. It's been important for me to um, also have in-person meetings, to bring us back to that sense of gathering, to build culture, to build community. I think that the importance of, Being in person and side by side, um, I think there's a newfound appreciation for that and that people are seeking that out more um, because uh, we missed it. We're social um, individuals and um, parkies have a really strong culture and um, being able to be together again and experience that culture together in person, I think is you see an appreciation for that and people wanting to do more.
1: Well, one of the terms I learned from my boss, uh, Deputy Commissioner Wang, was "Parky Spirit." Yes, yes. Um, Did was that something new to you that you saw here?
3: I saw that from when I came um, years ago, when I first started at Parks. I had come from the corporate sector. I had come from a very different environment, and I was absolutely blown away by the dedication um, and passion people at, at Parks have for their work. It is extraordinary. It's not easy work dealing with the public. Um, but people here at the agency are so committed to the work that they do. Um, They are passionate. They're out there every day. And, you know, that's one of the important things um, about the pandemic that we saw. I mean, our staff, our frontline staff, they weren't able to sit at home and work from a computer. They were out there. They were dealing with the public. And so when you asked earlier about one of my favorite episodes, you know, Um, really that aspect of being a public servant and what does that mean? And we saw that clearly with our staff during the pandemic. They were essential workers. They were out there every day in parks when it, you know, didn't feel safe, when it was not easy to get on the subway to come to work Mm -hmm. every day. They were there. They were continuing to do their work. They were doing, they pivoted to all different things that they were asked to do. Uh, but they showed up and they did it well. And to me, that's not a surprise because that's a testament to uh, the culture of Parkies, their dedication, their passion for their work. And I think it's really what defines this agency and makes it unique.
1: Well, one of the things with Diana and I have been doing for the last 11 episodes has kind of been looking back, looking at 2020, 2021. But now because we have you here, we can kind of talk about the vision and where we're going to. We have a few things to ask about that, too.
2: Yeah, like uh, what are some of your guiding principles that you live by as commissioner?
3: Um, So one is the importance of the people. Um, I know full well that, um, you know, I'm privileged to be in this position and to be leading this agency, but this agency is about the people that make it work every day. And so one of my very important principles is to support staff to recognize that this is a team, we are all in this together, and that the only way that our agency is going to thrive is if each individual thrives and feels supported and feels a sense of belonging. So that's why coming in, um, you know, one of my priorities right away was people at parks, was um, this initiative around making sure that our staff felt seen and heard and belonging, Um, because we had been through not just this agency, but obviously citywide, we had been through trauma, all of us. And we I needed felt it was really important to recognize and acknowledge that and support people given that 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 experience that they had come through that. So the people at Parks Initiative was all about the sense of we know, we care. Your work is important. I want you to feel supported. I want you to feel a sense of belonging and you know, an important way this podcast is about that, right? Is about people hearing, you know, from their colleagues and, and getting to talk about that collective trauma that we went through, acknowledging it and helping people to feel supported in talking about it and appreciating the work that people did and, you know, helping us to recover and, and move on.
1: Well, we've said it in a couple of shows that it's a big agency. You know, the summer you have 10,000.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: What's your role as the commissioner in this era of recovery and resilience?
3: I think that it is um, both, as I said, building on that momentum of coming through COVID and the sense that all New Yorkers now have of the importance of their parks. So my role is to both continue to remind New Yorkers about how important their parks are and were during that time, and also um, to make sure that people understand that our public parks are both um, incredibly important for people's quality of life in New York City. They're not just a nice-to-have, they're an absolute necessity. They're as important as our streets and our traffic lights, and so they need to be supported, and they need to be supported both by the communities and by stewards and by the city and through resources. So it's looking to really continue to highlight the importance of our parks and continue to advocate for resources and support um, that is necessary to maintain these open spaces. The other thing that's really critical is that these are fragile spaces. They're incredibly important part of the ecosystem of the city, Um, our trees that we maintain, our open spaces, Um, they really are the lungs of the city and as such need to be maintained, they need to be cared for. And so it's getting to New Yorkers to understand that, to help us in that effort, to help us steward our parks Um, because they are fragile and they are also incredibly important to our quality of life.
2: Hmm. Speaking of life, would you say, uh,
3: how would you say that the pandemic impacted your life? So um, as we said earlier on, Diana, so at the time during the pandemic, I was running the Prospect Park Alliance. And, you know, I was running a small nonprofit that was devastated um, by the impacts of the pandemic. Um, we saw half of our budget um, go away almost overnight because as concessions shut down and some of our revenue sources shut down, um, it was an incredibly difficult um, time and tasks to keep the organization running, to keep the park running, um, to maintain the morale of the, of the staff and the team, to be worried about budget and how we're going to move forward. Um, so it was an incredibly difficult time, but also I fully believe having kind of gone through it and gotten to the other side, it's also a time when organizations, leaders, people show what they're made of. Right, it's a time for people to step up and say, "We're gonna get through this together." It's hard; it's really difficult. I had very difficult Zoom meetings with all staff, where we we had to go through things like furloughs and layoffs and really difficult conversations. But it was a time to say, "We're gonna we're gonna get through this together." We're strong. We've got a good base. We've got a strong history of partnership and. Um, being able to weather difficult storms, and so w- we did that, and we kept focused on the fact that at the end of the day, it was so important was uh, the the service that we were providing to the public, and that we were you know focused on maintaining the park because it was such an important outlet for people, and um, keeping that kind of mission um, forward and doing all I could to help to continue to support um, uh, the organization, the staff, the people, and the park. And um, we all saw um, just how vital it was during that time, and we knew the importance of what we were doing. I, you know, went to work every day because, yeah, I had teams of people that were out there that were on the front lines, and I felt it was really important. They were there. I needed to be there and show that, you know, they were not alone, that we they were supported in what they were doing and that we were gonna do all we could to help them to be able to continue to thrive and do their work.
2: Yeah, I remember just kind of getting through like the daily slog of like, dealing and, with the right? pandemic and yeah. you know, whatever, getting groceries and just, you know, minor things like that became monumental. Did you have a feeling that you were, you know, living
3: through history? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, we would joke that, you know, didn't want to have to say unprecedented ever again, but these exactly. were these were um, times that really no one had experienced. There's so many, you know, kind of things happen throughout history, and you say, well, that happened before, and you can point to it. This was absolutely unprecedented um, time and territory, and we were all learning as we went, and we were relying on each other and banding together. You know, you asked earlier about some of the good things that came out of it formed a coalition of parks partners, all these different partner groups who are dealing with the same thing, decreased budget, um, supporting uh, their staff, dealing with what do do we need to keep people safe? How do we continue to manage our parks? Um, So um, this um, parks partner group grew out of that. Um, I think that there were definitely ways that we all found, um, by necessity, you have to band together. It's about teamwork uh, to continue to make our parks thrive. And knowing that even though these were really challenging times, we were focused on something that was so good and so important because they were so vital to New Yorkers.
2: One of the things that we have discussed amongst ourselves is how we have been traumatized because of COVID and um how that needs to be acknowledged, and what we can do to help see ourselves through it. Um, I'm I feel grateful because this podcast I feel is you know somewhat therapeutic to help us um, get through and just kind of relive and work out some of the things that we went through. Um, would you like to talk about Let's Green NYC and how that um, relates to uh, just you know acknowledging the pot the pandemic and? Um, what we can maybe do to see ourselves through
3: it. Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Diane. Um, So you're absolutely right. And um, I knew coming into this role that um, acknowledging what people had been through was really important. Acknowledging uh, what our staff has experienced and um, knowing that you can't just come in and pretend nothing happened and keep going. You have to um, have find space and a place for people to be able to um, acknowledge, feel appreciated. And as you said, that's why this podcast and the whole oral history project has been so important because it gives voice to what people experienced during that time. And it lets staff both share and hear from each other um, and support and appreciate um, what people have been through. And it, and again it's not just it's not just our agency it's citywide it's nationwide and we're seeing the impacts of that collective trauma on mental health on people's well-being and so i feel strongly that our parks are an essential part of that recovery are an essential part of the city coming out of this period of trauma and difficulty our green spaces we know have a positive impact on people's mental health and well-being. And so part of the impetus behind this new initiative, Let's Green NYC, was the idea of parks has a long history, and we're so fortunate of um, volunteerism and people coming out and helping us in our parks. We did an analysis recently. It's almost a quarter of a million people who come out and help support our parks every year, which is amazing. We want to build on that. We want to increase that. One, because we know it's good for our parks, but also we know that it's good for communities. We know that it's good for people to come out, work side by side, get their hands dirty, get to know their neighbors. Um, and it's part of recovering from this. It's You're doing something good. You're contributing. You're helping the environment. And you're helping to build your community by stewarding your local park. We believe strongly that there's benefit to that to individuals, to neighbors, to communities. There's no doubt that it's helpful for our parks, as I said, but it's also really good um, for helping to people to recover. Uh, the Surgeon General recently published a report about ali- how people are feeling increasingly alienated and the crisis of loneliness and alienation coming out of the pandemic. And um, sadly, it was um, there was a market increase in in that in young people. And so we really feel strongly with things like Let's Green NYC, with encouraging people to come out. Um, one of the things that Surgeon General rec- um, uh, put forward to help address this was service. The idea of service can help people to feel better. And so um, we um, believe that through things like Let's Green NYC, through getting involved in your parks... Um, People can gather, they can um, do good work side by side, they can see the impact of their work, um, and it helps bring people together. So um, it's building on that long history of um, stewardship and care that we have in the city, but it's also about healing, and it's about working side by side with our staff to do good work, to enhance parks, to build on, you know, that incredible history we have, and aiding in people's recovery.
1: Well, we have to let the commissioner go back to the arsenal. There's 10,000 people waiting for But thank you so much for coming to McCarran today and being on the show.
3: Love being here. It's one of my favorite places. And so
2: what is the thing that you always say at the end of your emails? See you in the parks. <laughs> thank,
3: you. thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the New York City Parks Oral History Project podcast. It is produced by New York City Parks Media Education. Our hosts are Diana Baker and Kevin Fitzpatrick. Our producer is Igosa Ogbo, and our sound engineers are Eddie Hall and Thomas Cooksey. Our executive producer is Joy Wang. Original theme music, A Stroll in the Park, is composed and performed by Brett Miany. And the show Soundbed Audio is composed by Shaquem Hilwasse. The podcast thanks Harold Benjamin, Dan Doherty, and Marlena Headley. I am announcer, Zach Lella. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please like, subscribe, and share the podcast
3: with your friends and family. See you in the parks.